What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Study Abroad Travel Podcast. I have officially landed in Vienna, the second part of my journey across Europe. So now that I've completed the Italian tour, I decided to reflect a little bit on the tour and just tell you guys a little bit about it now that I'm alone. So Jesse gets here in about an hour, so I figured I would just use a little bit of this time to talk to you guys. Italy was incredible. First of all, we started in Verona, and Verona really surprised me. It had incredible scenery from the bridge, and the streets were beautiful. You could also go up the side of the town and just look out over the entire city of Verona, and that was just really amazing. Plus, we had really good food, really good gelato, and that was pretty much across all of Italy, but Verona was my first experience, so that really stood out to me. So I'm going to try to pick a favorite thing from each city. And for Verona, that was really just the view from the top of the city. And we didn't really get to spend a ton of time there, but the Romeo and Juliet stuff was actually really underwhelming for me, I thought. Juliet's balcony was really small and didn't seem very significant. However, it was cool to see. So after Verona, we went to Venice, which as an avid fisherman who loves being on the water and being around boats and boating culture, Venice was incredible. Even the police and ambulances get around by boat because, like, no one travels by vehicle because Venice is a series of canals, cobblestone streets, and really narrow alleys. So that was really cool for me. And that was probably my favorite part. I could just imagine myself cruising around Venice in a boat. So cool. After Venice, we went to Florence to meet up with Marshall, another UMD Bulldog who is one of Caleb's roommates, and he is studying in Florence for the semester. Florence was a bit of a sticky situation for us, though, because we were there on a Monday, and apparently everything in Florence is closed on Monday. So we got to see the outside of every building, but we never got to go inside. But that wasn't really a big deal. Walking the streets were still really cool, and the Piazzale Michelangelo is a plaza on the edge of the city that is also an overlook, and it has incredible views. We also went back there at night to watch the sunset and have some wine, which we sat on this really large staircase that was completely packed, full of people doing the exact same thing as we were. So that was really cool to be around a bunch of people who were all just enjoying the beauty of Florence and just sharing a moment together. There was also a couple who had just got married and took pictures in the middle of everyone sitting on the staircase, which Marshall said is pretty common, but that was just really interesting for me to see. And that experience right there was probably my favorite part of Florence. After that, we headed to Rome for two days, and obviously there is a ton to do in Rome. Probably one of my favorite places on this entire journey. I thought that the Vatican City and all of its components were extremely busy, and all the time there was constantly people trying to sell you crap that you didn't really need, which was kind of off-putting. However, the buildings were so extravagant and so beautiful. The ceiling in the Sistine Chapel... Um, you can't take photos or videos, but that will for sure be ever ingrained in my mind. Um, from there, we saw the ruins of the Colosseum, and also we did a walk where we looked at the, we looked out across the city from an overview, and I think my favorite part of Rome for sure was probably the Roman Forum, which is like a mixture of ruins and gardens and just a bunch of really beautiful. Um, it's just a really beautiful area adjacent to the Colosseum, and at one point from the top of it, there's like a little garden full of orange trees, and you can see the Colosseum from an aerial view, and that was just so incredible. Um, 
Rome just had so much history and it was really awesome and I can't wait to go back there one day. After Rome, we headed to Pompeii to see the volcano and the ruins from the explosion. And I was just blown away. I don't know what I was expecting because I've heard from everybody how well preserved the ruins were by the ashes. But to actually see it for myself, I just could not believe how well preserved everything was. After that, the next day we ended up hiking Mount Vesuvius, and the bus ride up Mount Vesuvius is kind of scary. It's a really winding road that's really narrow and there's lots of traffic, but the hike itself up the mountain really wasn't much of a hike at all. It's really family friendly. Um, pretty much anybody could do it, I think. It's just kind of like a gravel road and an incline, but it was really interesting for me to see how big the area was around Vesuvius. As far as the eye could see were buildings and city, and I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be a lot more woods and wilderness, and then there would be small towns dotting the coast, but you couldn't differentiate one city to the next. It was just constant uh, constant houses and buildings. That, that just kind of surprised me. So I think the favorite thing for me about Pompeii was definitely the ruins and just seeing how incredibly preserved everything was. After Pompeii, we headed to one of my favorite parts of this entire trip. Um, we got to we got on a train and we got to head up the Amalfi Coast, ending in Amalfi itself. But the views there were absolutely stunning. The train and bus ride is going along the coast, and you're like elevated above the coast, and you can just see out across the ocean and see all the mountain regions. And it's unbelievable. The bus ride is really kind of scary. You're winding along this like little goat path along the ocean. And it's inches between a bus when you pass them. But the views were some of the most beautiful thing views I've ever seen in my life. The city of Amalfi itself, there really wasn't a whole lot to do. But we did climb like a thousand stairs to try to get to an observatory. But we never made it to the observatory. It was blocked off. But the view from where we did end up reaching was probably probably my favorite part of that entire trip, even though it was really exhausting. After that, we got on a bus and headed up the coast to Sorrento. And from Sorrento, we took a ferry to Naples. And the ferry ride was really cool for me because obviously I love being on water and big water, especially coming from Lake of the Woods and Lake Superior. But this is really big water. Uh, it just really brought me back to missing my boat and everything, but those are just really gorgeous areas, and we didn't spend a whole lot of time in Naples. However, I will always remember one thing from Naples was how few people spoke English and how much culture shock I felt, even though I had already been in Italy for like the previous eight days. But now that I'm rounding out the end of the tour uh, with everybody, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of how I felt while I was touring Italy. So after Naples, I just went to Rome, and then from there I spoke to you guys a little bit about what I was doing, but um, in Naples, almost no one spoke English, and it was so hard to communicate with people and figure out what we were supposed to do, how we were supposed to pay, and how we were even supposed to order at little cafes and stuff, so it was so confusing. I found that this area in particular was definitely the hardest region to communicate with others compared to pretty much everywhere we went in Italy, but also everywhere I have gone in Europe so far. I thought that in Spain and France, it was much easier to find people who spoke English, which is obviously no fault to them. It's just, we're a tourist, but 
it was really confusing to uh, make our way around Italy sometimes. A lot of the Airbnb hosts didn't speak English as well, so it was funny to watch Caleb uh, use Google Translate. You'd speak in his phone, they would read it, they would speak in his phone. So thank goodness for phones. We can use them for pretty much everything we absolutely need now. But that was just, that was the first time I think I ever felt like extreme culture shock where I just didn't know what to do at all. Um, There was so much history and art and culture in every city that we went to. And like I said, even Verona, which I didn't think there was going to be a lot there, really just blew me away. Um, Another thing that really stood out to me, and this could be pure ignorance, was that all of the places that we call that we have names for in English, such as Rome, Florence, Naples, they're all spelled differently and pronounced differently in Italian. And to me, I was thinking that if it was a name of a city, or name in particular, why do we change them? For us, we don't call it, they don't call it Rome, they call it Roma, or Florence, they call it like Frenzia, or Frenzy. But I just, if someone knows why we don't call them their actual name, that's uh, probably just because it's translated, but I don't didn't realize that we translated the names of places. Um, one thing that I'll always take away from this was that Italy had great culture. Their food, their wine, their coffee is all amazing, and their language and their people are beautiful. I had such a great experience traveling across Italy. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Hopefully my next episodes can be more real time and give you more details on the highs and the lows of the travels themselves. But thank you all for listening. Have a great day and see you on the next episode.